and they have like 7,000 delicious volumes or volumes, uh, flavors of it. And it's amazing. So. All right. Well, welcome to Bounty Boy, everybody. <laughs> uh, yeah. We're all drinking cool shit, except for Ryan, who's drinking like sodi. Um, but, uh... <laughs> oh, okay. There's a little bit of hard alcohol in it. Um, I don't have any alcohol, but I have so much caffeine, it might as well be alcohol. Um, what's up, everybody? It's Friday, not Thursday. It's Friday. February 1st. We're already in the second month of the year. And, uh, yeah, like, what the fuck happened, right? Polar like, vortex and all. We are here. And that's what did it, right? The polar vortex sucked up time for a little bit. Yep. And we're we're dealing with Black the aftermath. Surfing, time? I mean, all right. I guess. And then you can fold that flat circle and punch holes like every science fiction movie tries to do to explain time travel. If you just took a string and then put it together. Anyway. What? How's everyone's week been? Did you just what? cover Event Horizon? Like the movie? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of. Sam Neill thing? You know, a nice little indie movie from the 90s. That goes with the topic, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does. But we're going to oh. get into that in a minute. String theory. I like it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, it's in the stream title. It's The stream title tonight is Indie Go, 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 Gadget Indie. Go go gadget indie, Hashtag. which means, which like it takes it takes us back to gadget like six years to actually do anything. He's got the propeller, just fucking flying around the stream the whole time. Oh. Go go gadget indie, his of his body's like, all right, you're gonna have to wait for it. Yep, here it comes. Let me get my trench coat. Oh man, <sighs> so how's everybody's weeks been? Um, I was in Florida all week, which sounds nice. But I was in Florida for work, so it was like less nice than vacation. I'm going to Florida for work next week, so we just missed each other. Ships in the night, man. That's how it is. Ships in the night. That's how it is. I started my new job this week. Oh, shit. Congrats. congrats. Working at a game studio now. He's not. Sorry. Definitely not. Uh, I worked two days this week and got paid for 40 hours, so I'm feeling pretty good. Wait, what is this new job, and how do we all get in on it? Uh, I'm going to... I'm an I sell marijuana. So. <laughs> oh, you're an electrician? Okay, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, working salary. Only had three days of work this week, so feeling good. Love feeling it. Good. Guys, by electrician, he means he gives people a good buzz. Hey, yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, electrifying man in entertainment? No? Yes. <laughs> yes. Hey, great show, guys. You, you rang? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Eric. <laughs> Bobby, what'd you do this week, man? How's it been going? Uh, I've been, like, reinforcing my fucking house this week. Like, with this polar vortex coming in, I've been putting plastic up on windows. Uh, I figured out how to get my uh, heater to work better in the house. That was a big fucking debacle. But it's been good. Like, we've been hanging out, working a lot outside here, doing the 9 to 5 thing um been playing quite a bit of uh xbox just waiting for anthem to to come again yeah and that's it man like kind of a kind of a low-key week with the weather being so shitty didn't get out and do a whole lot dope eric anything fun happen um let's see this week nope well since the last show what have you done 
Uh, since the last show, I did this, the new scenes and everything, which was, uh, which was <laughs> last weekend, which was good. Uh, that was fun. Um, yep. And then I caved on Wednesday night and bought Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition, um, which I'm loving just as much as uh, I did the first time I played it. Um, and now I've got more stuff to do in that game with some of the DLC that I missed, um, you know, and other stuff. But it uh, basically has been that all week and get into some Anthem maybe tonight or some something else. And we'll see. Is so been kind of a low-key so so, I mean, that's that's the best kind of week to have in most cases. Um, I actually have a question. Is So how the fuck is the Anthem demo beta shit? Is it the public beta this week? So yes. the same downloaded demo file will work for yep. this weekend? Yep. Fuck, I uninstalled that. They did an update on it. Uh, all your shit that you had the following, or I'm sorry, the previous weekend carries over. So um, you just kind of pick up and get more of it. Well, I guess I got to reinstall it. I uninstalled it because, like, last week I had the... I don't know. We've talked about this briefly. Like, I'm not a beta player. Mm-hmm. And, like, I played about three hours of the... Oh, excuse me. I played about three hours of the Anthem beta, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to love this game. Mm-hmm. So yep. when it, when the when the private beta ended, I deleted it and then wasn't really worried about it. And now I kind of want to play it again. Well, they unlocked... So Sunday night, they unlocked... Well, I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon last week, they unlocked all the javelins that you could get. So um, now you can play more than just the Ranger and whichever one you pick. So if you wanted to check them all out, it's a good excuse to download it again. Yeah. So, no, I'll, so they I'll automatically have them unlocked? You don't actually have to get through a specific amount of levels to play them? Uh, well, I think it might be similar this time around as it was the last time. Uh, since we had, uh, what, like... The one that came, you got the Ranger when you started, and then you could right. unlock one. And mm-hmm. then on Sunday, they gave you the other ones. But I think I have all four of mine still, so I don't know what it looks like this time around. But I have to imagine for new players, it was like last weekend. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Eric, if you could, could you make that logo uh, like bounce around like the screensavers do? And we can just hopefully uh, have that going around. <laughs> just, just how he's been dragging it around the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's like, make something interesting happen during this podcast. <laughs> um, well, you guys know how it is. Um, this is Bounty Board. We're going to talk about a full topic. Eric's already teased it a little bit, but before we get into that, we want to get into a little bit of news. So we've been delaying for a few minutes, um, but we're going to dive right in. I'm going to start it with um, with the first article, and then we've got a couple people that have things they want to talk about. This first one, ooh, I actually i am super curious what everyone's opinion is on this. Um, so there's a rumor that started floating around uh, three days ago, because it's the end of the day today, um, that Rocksteady's next game would be another Batman game called Why? Batman Crisis. So hold, let me get through it. Anyway, this one came from <laughs> comicbook.com. Uh, it was written by Robert Workman. Thank you, Robert Workman, because um, he, he does listen to this podcast. Um, but there are reports right now that Rocksteady's uh, making uh, they would people thought they were making a Superman game, and they jumped right on Twitter and were like, "We are making a game. It is not Ooh. Superman," and dashed people's dreams against the floor. Uh, but the rumor that's been coming out is they're making a game called Batman: Arkham Crisis, and that it's going to focus around the Court of Owls, which is a, a series of it's uh, it's based on a series of comics that came out right after the New Fifty Two reset that DC did. Um, 
I will say alone, the Court of Owls is enough for me to want to play this game. Yeah. But yeah. But there's I don't remember where it was in this article, but there was a couple of things that made me think that maybe this isn't actually being made by them. It's being made by the Warner Brothers division that made Arkham. Yeah. Okay. So the article actually says the site that uncovered information hinting that the developer could be very well returning to Batman territory and with that material tied to the Court of Owls, indicating it's their project. It's okay. It's weird. Instead of something being worked on by Warner Brothers Montreal, who previously worked on Batman Origins, Rocksteady is indicating that this is their project. Huh. So, like, is this a Montreal project and Rockstar's or Rocksteady is taking it over? Is this something that we misread that Montreal was making and it's actually Rocksteady? I don't also, know why the why fuck they, they would make another it? one. Look, this, yeah. look, this is all I gotta say is this is this is the game nobody wants, but apparently we all deserve. Okay. There I mean, it is. <laughs> there it is. I, I don't. I, I'm hoping that Rocksteady just has a hand in some sort of consulting, and it was bad. You know, and it was bad. Um, bad writing. Um, dare I say fake news? Um, that'll come out. You know, maybe come, somebody will come out and correct it. But I, I really want to see Rocksteady do something else. Um, I'm excited for another Batman game. It's fucking Batman. Let's be honest, right? Number one. Sure. I mean, it's it's bad. I like the fact that they're maybe hinting at a map that is the size of Grand Theft Auto Five. Fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah that would be game. amazing. Like, holy shit! Like, it's gonna take me ten minutes to get across this map for missions. Like, oh yeah. yeah. My question is, is if this is Court of Owls, are they gonna go, you know, more of a prequel again with this? Because I mean, they kind of have to, based off of if it's the same universe, they, or they need to have somebody else be fucking Batman. Yeah. Oh, whoa, fuck, dude. <laughs> if, it, if it was Terry Guinness, that's oh, not going to happen. Bad. Like, that's not going to happen. I want Batman Beyond so bad, no one's going to fucking do it. But I mean, they yeah, could. They could. That would be awesome. Um... Also, I think this could come. I mean, if you haven't beaten Arkham Knight, spoiler alert, if if you it's been a couple of years, you need to maybe just play that game. But anyway, at the end of Arkham Knight, like Bruce doesn't die. And he does decide that he's going to use like fear and violence more. So this could this could actually take place after, with just, like just him, him. <laughs> yeah. just Batman being this like fucking monster. Yeah. But the Court of Owls like reining him back in. Yeah. Because the Court of Owls have to have a reason to dislike Batman, and if he just saved the fucking city from. What the what the Joker was doing, or what I guess everybody else was doing at the end of Arkham Knight, yeah. Like, and Batman's become this monster. Maybe the Court of Owls start as the good guy. I, I just want to see like what they would do. I mean, the story the story's always been super strong, and you know those Arkham games did a really great job of setting a precedent. I think for uh, a style in that genre that's been kind of copy and pasted a few other times in other franchises. Sure. Uh, I mean, shit, like Spider Man that just came out. It's an amazing game, but it, it kind of did what that Batman game did with combat a lot better. So they're going to need to do something a little bit fresh, I think, um, especially after essentially hanging their hat up on the, on the franchise. So if they're going to come back with it, they need to make sure it's bringing back what needs to be brought back in story, but then also something, something new with mechanics. Yeah. I think you... that, sorry. And I don't want to no, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Hey, what's up eclipse. Thanks for hanging out. Um, so I think, 
your your point with the Court of Owls and then Batman Beyond actually has some weight, if you ask me, right? Because it's yeah, it it makes sense. And with a map that size, you're gonna need, and with the success of Spider Man's traversal, you're gonna need some mm. of the Batman Beyond. And I'm just speculating here, but you're gonna need some of that. Yeah, uh, I would so much fucking love to fly around a cyberpunk. Yeah, a cyberpunk fucking Batman, totally. cyberpunk Gotham. Hundred percent. Um, fuck yeah. me. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, no, I, I want to fly. Can you imagine the Court of Owls as cyberpunk? Ooh. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and, this is, and this is why guys, we're happy to join. Guys, we need but to looking at the at the article stuff. also, like the co-op mode, like yeah. Yeah, how cool that would be, and the people that they're hinting at, maybe it could be Robin, Nightwing, or Batgirl, or all of them that you can switch between, you know, or if they if they go with the Grand Theft Auto style map, oh my god, what makes it what makes it to where they don't make a, you know, a Batman. Batman online campaign, a Robin campaign, a Batgirl campaign, where you can switch between characters. Guys, part just of the like, rumor was that they're making a 12 act game. Yep. What if it's just four three act games with the four different perspectives? Uh, Clips, get, we're, get... we're, uh, we're talking about a rumor about a, a new Batman Arkham Crisis game, just so you know. <clears throat> so they said the rumors were talking about like a 12 act game, and that sounds fucking bananas unless it's four different characters that each get three acts. Yeah. Ugh. All right. I don't want to linger on this for too long because we could literally just get excited about. We, I think a since, bunch of. I think we're since we're in rumors though. I think we go to uh, something Bobby just literally shared minutes before the show. Oh fuck! Oh my god, Bobby! Please enlighten the rest of the world. Which gets me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank God so Eric's camera me... cuts off in the chest. Really verklempt. <laughs> Good thing there is no crotch cam because whew, this is a. It would be it would be like camping. We would be so. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Over on our Titanfall on Reddit, there is a juicy rumor around uh, a leaked video of a new Titanfall game to drop on Monday that is rumored to be a free-to-play battle royale Titanfall that EA has been working on secretly. Um, <laughs> let that simmer for a minute. Let that simmer for a minute, everybody. You see Ryan's uh, face. <laughs> my eyes rolled back a little bit. So, uh, yeah, that's some fucking juicy shit, right? I think that Titanfall 2 was phenomenal. It had some amazing combat, had some amazing uh, traversal in it. I, I think that has potential to really get some footing in a free-to-play market on what could be could be something good. So there's a video there. Uh, I don't know who posted it or where it came from. I'm trying to see. Uh, it is on a YouTube channel for... Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, we'll drop the links in the show the notes. Quarter, in case anybody super... has a, a link on their YouTube channel for it. New Titanfall game drops Monday, they're saying. Yeah, and um, Shroud like just tweeted that he just got back from L.A., yeah, because he was going to visit Respawn. He just tweeted like, "I just came back from my super secret meeting, and I can't wait for you guys to see what's coming." Right. 
and there's it, and shrouds the guy you go you you bring in for a fucking battle royale yeah and him well him and doc and all of those guys uh if you follow any of them have been like hinting of things that are like going on doc and shroud for the last couple of months have been playing a lot of titanfall together they just hop on and randomly play titanfall 2 together mm-hmm. um which is super kind of strange randomly. yeah randomly exactly um but yeah it's i i mean shit i i just won the battle pass potential of that game excites me from a monetary standpoint um because every season you just get a new titan uh and new pilot skins i'm good um <laughs> we're having a battle royale mode where you could potentially have titans running around the map <laughs> jesus could you imagine a final circle with like six titans in it like what the hell's going oh. on yeah because i love running into like yeah battles you can't win in a titan and just fucking nuking the core yep and just sending it into a crowd like yep. deal with this motherfucker yeah it's yeah it's oh like, guys we need to group play fucking titanfall 2 a lot yeah. of fun lot of fun. I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah, I'm good with that too. The game is so fucking good. Uh, the campaign is so good. Okay, let's move on. Eric. Oh, is it my turn? Yeah, it's okay. your turn to shit on. It's your turn to take a shit on some people. I'm gonna take a shit on some people. <laughs> so earlier in the uh, in the in the, I don't want to I don't want to slight anybody's news or reporting or anything like that. But this is the article that i'm reporting on here is from pushsquare.com and you know robert ramsey over there brought you know wrote it and it's 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 kind of clickbaity right first off the title of the article kind of is, yeah kind of uh i'm trying to give him credit bobby and be i'm not trying to be a <laughs> dude the first thing i said <laughs> to, to give you anthem, give everyone context fuck an, no anthem microtransaction controversy starts early bioware says pricing is not finalized all right first off the controversy is that there is a $20 skin in this screenshot, which, one, <laughs> we don't know if it's real. This uh, is so laughable, dude. It's also right next to, right, so you're going to be able to buy a premium currency. BioWare has said that since they announced the game three years ago. There has been nothing hidden about this. They have been as transparent as any company has ever fucking been in video game history about microtransactions in this game. They have said from the beginning is... uh, That might just be my animations there, Panda. But anyway, um, they have said that it is going to contain microtransactions. All the microtransactions are going to be cosmetic. It's going to be... All, I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me that the internet is in a rage here. The other thing that annoys the shit out of me is League of Legends has been doing this for years. Dota has been doing this for years. Every MOBA in existence has been doing this for years. Rainbow Six yeah. Siege does it. You want to get something, you can do two things. You can pay for it, which gets it to you immediately, or you can grind for it. In the mm-hmm. screenshot, if the pricing is final, you can pay... 20 bucks to get 2,000 coins to unlock an armor, or you can grind out 40,000 pieces of currency. Now, on the other side of the sword, we don't know what that in-game economy is going to look like. We don't know what that grind is going to be. But if it's anything like League of Legends, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> like, right. League of Legends, yeah. is, I, I, play, I play League of Legends once a month, maybe. I've never once gotten a skin in that game. I've never once bought a battle pack in Fortnite. Uh, I don't care. 
games that I want to invest in, I'm going to invest in. And if I want to drop $20 to get a skin, I'm, I, that's on me. The, <laughs> other, the other thing everybody's forgetting, and this is the biggest point, they have also said all future DLC is completely free. Yeah. Guys, right. this is the real world. They've got to fund it. And mm -hmm. if $20 skins is how they choose to fund it, so be it. So, yeah. so I can see, like, I, I get your side. I 100% get it. Every game has microtransactions. I mean, Fortnite, they have $10 skins on shit that if you get Battle Pass, you can unlock those same ones by grinding. Yes, I get that. See, my, my question is, is why they are 40,000 of in-game currency for that skin? Because playing those missions just in the demo, I know things are going to change for when the final game comes out. But one mission gave me 25 coins. Now, if you're talking, I have to grind that much to get 40,000 coins, I can see how that's an issue. But, I mean, that's a lot of missions. Well, we, that's yeah, a but, lot yeah, of Yeah, so we I want to say something. We don't know how that's going to yeah. change. We don't know how big the next mission is going to be to where, oh, this one gives you 200 coins. Like, all right, well, I can understand it then. Sure. So the most important thing I think that is uh, a part of this article is they quoted, um, it wasn't Mark Dara. I don't remember who it was. Um, Eric, you've got the article pulled Chris, up. And Chris I, Schmidt. Yeah. So Chris Schmidt is quoted as tweeting that like, yo, don't get upset. Like pricing isn't final. Like none of these numbers are final. What essentially has happened here <laughs> is somehow someone, not even somehow, like someone took a screenshot of something that's in a game that was private betaed. <clears throat> last weekend um to which they announced was like none of the betas you're going to play are younger than six months old or six weeks old yep. like all of these things that we're getting to getting a look at are old and like a month and a half old which like the game went gold like two weeks ago which means like anyway a shit ton of stuff has changed um what he says when he's what what uh schmidt said, means when he says none of these prices are final is like essentially somebody in charge of economy in the game, one of the like lowest beanpole things to do uh, was like all of these need numbers. <laughs> click, 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 go, 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 click, 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 go, 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 and like that was just so that their system can make sure it can keep track of who, like, it make it. It's essentially making sure their engine can keep track of all of these numbers assigned to specific sets of gear, and that that stuff shows up right in menus and. In like the game economy and shit like that, what that means is that like this this shit's gonna change, um, kind of like Red Dead uh, Online shit coming out and like all the prices being quadruple what they were in the main campaign and everyone being like, what the fuck? And then Rockstar was like, it's in beta, <laughs> like we'll right. change the shit. Well, before the I think that drop. we touched on this a little bit last or not last one when we did the mobile mobile gaming. We were talking about a breakdown between. What the cost is like for a game on Xbox still versus being on an iPad, for example. Sure. And it comes down to like some people will throw money at a skin or a vanity item all day long without batting an eye because it's something that they care about. It's more unique. It's an individual approach to what makes them like this game. But at the end of the day, like these games with services that are becoming more and more prominent uh, across the board, like to Eric's point, like they don't just fucking live off $60 purchases. And even if you get the Legend, uh, uh, Legend of Dawn version of Anthem, which gets you a fucking cosmetic, you're paying essentially 19 bucks for that because it's $79 for that, that version of the game. 
So you're already paying for those those vanity items. I just think that there's there's no need to get fucking worked up over it. Like if you don't like the cost of twenty dollars, I got news for you. Don't fucking spend twenty dollars. Right. Like it doesn't change it. There's gonna be shit that you can get on that game that's fucking cool. Like okay. for the yeah. Sorry, Bobby. I was just going to say, the the other thing, too, is I would question if this dude even played the game that wrote the article. Um, because I'm going to tell you right now, I spent last weekend, you, could, you guys can go back and look at the stream if you're really that interested. I spent almost two hours of a stream just changing color variants on yeah. my... <laughs> oh, my on, God. There's so many materials. Fucking what I did. Fashion yeah. show at lunch over there. I love yeah, it. because you can change every... There, there's materials, material density. You can do metal. You can do leather. You can do plastic. And then you can put in hex values for colors. Like, you can put in actual RGB. Like, if I wanted to use the branding of my Twitch channel, Guys, I could actually gotta input have, that. We could have bounty board... We gotta have bounty board fucking suits, javelins. dude. Oh, you that'd be have sweet. family board javelins so for real. Now, I have, I have the coats. I got the, the, yeah, the RGB coats. Here's here's an interesting thing though. So, and I and I, I know we don't want to keep talking about. I, I don't want to bring up Fortnite, but Fortnite just rolled out with this season that block right where they're allowing people to create maps. So, what an interesting way to engage your community, but to start letting people design and sell javelin skins on an open right. market, and you're taking couple cents out of each transaction there oh, there's an idea there's a thought oh hey here's hey guys like we want everybody running around in nerdy bits javelins we're gonna put that on the yep. marketplace for five bucks oh yeah if right. they turn it into like the forza you can sell your livery yeah forza yeah. marketplace yeah or the <laughs> auction house or whatever hey is it livery or livery livery Good shit. I said it right the first time. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's so, enough for me to oh, oh yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so so with this article, I went through and read the comments and I just wanted to see what other people were saying. Oh, that's and, a mistake. Well, it is a mistake, but also there were some people for it, for what happened, because say they say they put on there that these skins were gonna be five dollars, but then the game rolls out and they decide, you know what, we're gonna make them ten bucks. People are gonna have the same shit argument yep. because they're like Oh well, it was supposed to be cheaper. Like, but why is it more expensive? I, I mean, they played. <laughs> I think they played it right to be. I'm gonna. We're putting ten or twenty dollars skins out there for, for now. And then yeah. when the game rolls out, oh, it's twelve bucks or it's ten dollars. Like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's a lot cheaper than we expected. That's something more that I'd want to do. Yeah, that's I, the way I, I, host... I would rather overshoot it than sit here yeah. and be like, oh, it's two bucks. Nope, never mind. It's fifteen. Like, screw you. Like, you're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah, it's the way a host seats you at a restaurant. They say the wait's twenty minutes when they know the wait's ten minutes. But they want people. They want to make people happy when they go. Your table's ready. Um, under promise, over deliver. There right. it is. Exactly. Because if you over promise under delivery, you get fucking crucified. Exactly. You get my second um, drama. Oh. oh. Shots fired. Man, I still liked that game, okay? Still liked it. Every Not time... <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> I still like that game. I still like it. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> I think... Bobby, do you want to say anything about the uh, about the beta? The private beta, real quick? I'm going um, to keep it real quick. Here's what I'll say. Uh, there was some shit that sucked for a lot of people. Uh, I know it was hard to get into that VIP demo. 
Um, but hey, I'd rather have a VIP demo break than a day one game, right? So that's the point of this shit is to get better. There was uh, 9 million hours played across 2.5 days, which is pretty fucking insane for a VIP demo that was only open to people who pre-ordered the game or gave out friend codes. Um, 1 million strongholds were completed uh, during that time, and 2 million grabbits were slaughtered, uh, which is the little innocent, non-violent creature in the game. Hey, they, they are <laughs> violent. They attack you. They shoot, they shoot shit at you. No, I they, saw they one and I killed they it. They defend themselves. I didn't. I didn't do anything. I was just looking at him. He <laughs> shot at me. I killed that motherfucker. Like, don't like, like, don't story. shoot me. Um, what I'll say is this: is that it definitely seems that a lot of people who are maybe on the fence, uh, post Dragon Age Inquisition, post Mass Effect Andromeda, post EA Battlefront Two. Like, I do think that. Uh, the feedback that they received, the feedback that they shared, the ownership to the problems, the listening to the community—it's uh, a—it's a breath of fresh air. Like, are they without fault? Absolutely not. But I think that uh, somebody who has been an apologist for Destiny for a while—it's uh, nice to see a little bit more response and call to action here. Yeah. And I'm not throwing Bungie under the bus or anything like that. Like, everybody works through shit differently. But to put something out that had a lot of fucking issues on day one. That wasn't a good look. I think that they did a really nice job of addressing it. And the little bit that I've played this weekend, uh, the 95% has not been an issue. It's, I've gotten right in. Yep. Uh, there was an Xbox ship today, but out, outside of that, it's but been really nice. I don't even think that was the game. I think that was Xbox. No, no, that was Xbox. Oh, no, that was Xbox. But people blur those fucking lines. I mean, of hey. course they're going to say, which sucks. Also, oh fuck! Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say. I mean, you know, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, and you know, it's it just people just yep. need to chill the fuck out. I'm sorry. Just take a breath. Go outside. Yep. Breathe. Put your device down for a minute. Walk away. I had so much fun playing that broken ass demo last weekend. It was some of the most fun I've had in a long time playing a game. It really I was. Yeah, I think we all did. Yeah. Yeah. So, last thing I want to say on the whole topic. Because I forgot to link this when we were going to bring up the playthrough and shit like that. Is there was a an article and I don't remember where it was from. Not important, but there was an article that was like picking apart, not even picking apart, kind of just trying to just trying to destroy Anthem for having the server issues that it had. Because like they're like you're a huge company funded by so much money, how can you let this happen? And there was a really good response by um, what's the guy who's Game studio name is Vlambeer. What's that guy's name? The guy who made Ridiculous Fishing. Rami Ishmael. Uh, he was like, yo, like, you can be the biggest studio in the world, and when you scale up to fucking, like, six million or three million players in, like, six hours, like, the in the internet just doesn't fucking work all the time. Well, I And uh, I have a huge problem with people who give shit to to any game um about not having their server infrastructure like perfect on launch day because the internet's a fucking mess and it's literally impossible to test for the workload that it's going to have on release day um so yeah anybody that like was in my in my feeds or like just felt like it was important to jump on the internet and like shit on a game because like the server connectivity was bad the first six hours it was out kind of go eat shit 
Right. I hate that stuff well, so, so much. So I, I'll just give you a real-world example, right? I work in a space where I deal with video inside of corporate firewalls, right? And I, it's amazing to me that people, everybody I talk to is like, wow. And I don't deal with on-demand video. I deal with live video. So what we're seeing right now on Twitch, live, but inside a corporate firewall. And there is, guess what? You're inside a corporate. You know, all networks have, all corporate networks are shit. Chat can back me up here, especially Smurf. Um, uh, but you know, the point being is, is it's amazing to me how many people just shit all over a technology. I was, I spent, uh, there was three or four separate calls this week for fire drills where people were just like, yeah, why can't you just work like YouTube? Well, let me walk through and explain why live video on your corporate network doesn't work like YouTube. It's the same philosophy. You cannot predict or scale when you go from a closed testing environment of 50 people to your point, Caleb, what he, the, this gentleman was saying to all of a sudden 6 million, it doesn't work. The internet breaks. I don't care how good your shit is. Um, it just goes. YouTube is mostly <laughs> yeah. mostly on-demand video, not live. It's a totally different... It, yeah, it's just... It's like, guys, come on. Um, I think... If I can just throw my hat in the ring on that really quick, like, I, I work in software and hardware myself, and I take a lot of pride in, like, being uh, somebody who beta tests shit. And I think that, like, the feedback given is what makes it better for a lot of people. And too, too many fucking times, like, people are naysayers, or they're going to downplay some fucking bullshit that happens. Like, if you don't give feedback, it doesn't get better. Right. And if you bitch in the wrong channels, people don't hear it. I mean, I, I think they, it's better now. Like, people are going through it. They're coming through that to, like, hear what people are saying. But I'm a firm believer in, like, if you're testing something, like, there's channels to give that feedback to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. I think, I think Bioware has done a really good job of getting out in front of um, the community, getting out in front of the, the press and the PR, not letting the hype get out of control by showing – I mean, you guys think back. We didn't even see anything about this game until the, the, the right at the end of the year, uh, t- top of 2019. Um, yep. So, anyway. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, it, it, it it's one of those things where um, uh, it's the vocal minority that like does shit on things, and I, I wish there were just more people um, that would speak up about the fact that like, hey, um, fucking games are hard to fucking make, and they don't launch perfectly. But that's actually kind of a good segue because we want to talk about this week indie games, and if there's any game that's hard to make. Um, Hmm. Hold on. That sentence is going to come across the wrong way. All games are hard to fucking make. But when you're doing it with a team of three people, as opposed to 300, there are obstacles that do not, that exist for you that do not exist for others. Uh, And so this week we wanted to talk about indie games because um, I'm of the specific belief that indie games are what saved video games in the uh, early 2000s and then right after 2010. Um, and I can elaborate on that more once we get into the discussion. But I want to talk about how everybody feels about indie games, how often they find themselves playing indie games, how many experiences in indie games they liked more than AAA games, and things like that. So I don't want to list a bunch of questions and everyone be like, hold on, i got to remember all this shit. Um, so shoot, yeah, what's everyone's thoughts on indie games? How do you feel about them? How do you... Yeah, 
just go. Somebody like, sorry, I'm really good at like positioning a conversation and really bad at like, all right, let's do it. Cause I just like get to the end and go, somebody please start talking. Yeah, I'll I jump in. I think you and I see eye to eye on this. We've talked about it a little bit before. I know you and Bobby have probably talked about it and maybe Ryan. Um, but Thanks. I think, well, I mean, farm simulator, dude. What am I going to, what do you want to <laughs> Um, soybeans um but my, I, think, I did download that game by the way uh, yeah. um, oh, <laughs> I, I did not <laughs> okay anyway back to what i was saying <laughs> um and now i've forgotten it fuckers um Good. all i can think about now is soybeans um no what i was saying is i think they do we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, right? They do something that gives us the ability to take a break from these tentpole, you know, triple a games, right? Cause no matter what, everybody gets fatigued with them. I was, I'm fatigued right now. That's why, that's why I cracked. That's why I bought tales of Vesperia definitive edition. And that's why I'm playing through that again. I love the tale series. I wanted something to just chill out with. Um, yeah, there's a, yeah, we're at the, it's the nerdy bits, uh, discord. Um, Smurf is where we talk and do chat stuff during the thing. Um, anyway, with that said, you know, it, and that's why I did that. Uh, Tales of Vesperia is a bad example because that's not exactly an indie game, right? Um, it, but, you know, there's a lot of things like... There's a lot of things... Um, Keep going. Keep going. I'm things. in his chat. Keep yeah, talking. Yeah, no, no, a, I'm, no, I'm losing my train of thought. It's not chat. It's not chat. I'm, oh, you're good. I'm, you're looking, good. I'm actually looking at my mouse. Um like below for example right that game took forever and it's beautiful it's it's surreal i love playing I it. it yeah i mean it's not for everybody right um, no it's actually not but that's, that's the, the problem i have with indie games is night panda brought up we played a shit ton of castle crashers right and i think that was more just there was a um there was an rpg element to that game um uh there so Anyway, go, you know somebody else jump in and save me here. So, can I? Yeah, go, Bob. Yeah, uh, go for it. Go for it. Go so, for it. Totally lost. So here's my... what I think. Uh, no, I look. I, I totally appreciate what you're saying. I, I agree with all of it. Um, I will say, in a very generalized statement, that indie games are the heartbeat of the community right now around gaming in, in a lot of ways. Um, I remember when all these games are coming out, like Castle Crashers and all that. There's this very interesting closeness that happened to where like the process of playing a video game became a little bit more uh, behind the curtains of what was happening with the, the teams making it. And you started to identify people and personalities rather than corporations that were making these games. And so if you identified with somebody on a belief or like a style or any of those things, it became a very more personal, like I want to play that game the same way that I want to go eat at like this particular restaurant or drink at this particular bar because I like the people who do that. And I know those people like they, they, they serve me, they take care of me. And right. video games became something a little bit more tangible on an understanding level. And so, like, the whole ability to direct to a platform, like, your your content, like, we all got kind of burned out, right? Like, there was some shit where it became more of, like, a, a slog of, like, every year you're going to get an EA game. You're going to get an EA game, EA Sports, EA Sports, kiss my ass. You <laughs> call know? of Duty, like, Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call like, of Duty. all that shit happened and people got tired of it. Like, yeah. the stuff that we fell in love with, like, the points of gaming that were emotional. Like, not that those AAA studios weren't doing those things, but people were tapping into the emotional uh, intelligence of game design. And they were bringing it to 
a community that was giving them more feedback in the moment. They were able to have forums around what was going on. The development around the game was a bit more tangible to people to throw their, their hat in the ring on like what they thought should happen. You had documentaries coming out about like the fucking shit that people had to kick to make a video game, like fucking like running their family into the ground to make their dream a reality and like watch it come out. Like all this shit that happened brought just a fucking breath of fresh air into this this community that was dying. And so I think to your point, yes, it saves it. Absolutely. It saves it. And more than anything, I think it gives people the uh, belief that they can be a part of something on a different level than just experiencing it as a game. Like they can follow it. They can kickstart it. Hell, they can give their own money now to make a game that they believe in something that people can play and touch. Like there's a lot of cool things that's done in the last decade. Or they can give like a hundred million dollars to like one developer for a game. That's never going to come out. Uh, but we'll get into that yeah. in a minute. <laughs> oh, shit. Guys, that was a Star Citizen reference. I'm almost positive. <laughs> it was. It wasn't subtle. <laughs> that game isn't subtle. It's lost its uh, It's lost its ability to be subtle. Um, Ryan, I know that we've played a lot of games together, but most of our games have been really big AAA titles. Um, I don't know if we ever, just you and I alone, played any indie games. Have yeah. you? What do we? Oh fuck! I guess Rocket League and Helldivers count. Helldivers Astroneer, which is actually oh, dropping, fuck. I think, this week as oh, shit, 1.0 yeah. is coming 1.0 out. 1.0 is soon, yeah. And we've been with that since I don't know, at least a year, if not longer, in the beta. Yeah, version we started the first week. Like the, we started the first week the game preview started, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm, and honestly, there was like Helldivers. I I didn't even think about it being an indie game, and I was like, I was looking through the list earlier today. I was like. Man, I, we put a crap load of hours into that game. And what surprised me the most is that I never would have seen myself as playing indie games. And then I looked through the list. And it's like, man, a lot of these I have played. And oh, I've wait, dumped, I totally played these. Yeah, I've dumped hours into these. Yeah, And they're games that you don't really get frustrated with. Like these big these big AAA games that you get pissed off for playing multiplayer like I, I don't know how many times I've been mad at Battlefield and Call of Duty just because like I'm like fuck I don't want to play with these people anymore but then like sure. you know we dive into Helldivers and that's it it's just me and you or a squad of four people playing a game for two three four hours at a time and it you know it, it relaxes you it keeps everything like yeah I, I was, was going to say, these indie games you don't get pissed off at, but the chat brought up Super Meat Boy, and I broke two controllers over that damn fucking game, so don't tell me you don't get pissed off. Oh, I mean, I mean, look at fucking PUBG. How many times have we been super pissed about that game? Where you drop, pick up something good, and you're like, all right, I'm going to lay down right here because nobody can speak, and then you're dead, and you're like, fuck! Well, it's, yeah, it's 40, 40 minutes of good shit, and now I'm, I'm fucking dead. To Ryan's point, I think there's a lot of these games on here, right, that, you know, Splunky's on the list. Yeah, exactly, like, that I don't, I forget that our that I forget our indie that what we could consider indie games, right? Uh, or that actually right. count as indie games, like Transistor. I don't, I, like, yes, that's an indie game, but I don't look at that Fuck. as an indie game. Fucking holy shit, that game. So, is and, yeah, and that I guess that that brings up a. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go yeah, ahead and finish. No, I, I was I was gonna say it's just it's it's amazing to me like all of these games like Nidhog, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the game like. All rhyme, Helldivers, there it is right there. Unravel, like all of these, No Man's Sky. Like I forget because of the, all the Fuck. all of the play that these guys, these games have gotten, um, like and the critical appeal that they had, not necessarily mass appeal, right? 
Um, but the critical reception that they got, they um, they are. Uh, I lose the fact that they're indie, right? Um, you know, I look at them as giant games. But you know, I'm not. You know, granted, I'm not the ten year old playing Fortnite, right? Um, right, right. In my daughter's in my daughter's class. Um, yeah, go on. I'm trailing off a lot tonight. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. We just need to get better at picking you up. So, um, you you mentioned something that I started to interject, but wanted to let you finish, and that was that like there is a distinction I think that's starting to grow now that like there are indie companies that have put out games consistently that are good and like they can they can announce stuff at a show and then like release it the next day and it'd be a big deal. Um, and I think it's starting to distinguish between like. I fucking hate the name, but like triple I indie games where it's like they're not the Stardew Valleys. Like Stardew Valley was made by one dude over five years. Um, no Man's Sky was made by a team of like eight or 11. Hello Games is small as shit when it was be- when it was being built. I mean, um, they, and they only had like what an iOS game before that. Yep. What's up? For Hello Games, didn't they have this like a, a fucking iOS game? Yeah, no Man's Sky. yeah, like they didn't, they didn't do anything on that scale. Um, that game company that was exclusive with PlayStation and made like Journey, right, and mm-hmm. Flower and, and the Flow, um, like they're small, right? But now, if Transist, like the the super giant games, is the number one example of like they made Bastion back in the day, and people were like, "Oh fuck, this game is dope!" And then after Bastion, they made Transistor. Wait. There's something in between Bastion and Transistor, isn't there? No. There's no, not. they just had the other. They had uh, Pyre come out after yeah, Transistor. Yeah, so they made Bastion on the Xbox, and then they made Transistor as a launch title with PS4, or if not a launch title, very close. And then after those two, people were like, "Yeah, so everything they make, I want." They made Pyre, which was all of their games are fucking dungeon crawlers. Pyre was a fucking sports game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yup. Like, so what I'm trying to get at, and I'm rambling, but like what I'm trying to get at is there are indie studios that are no longer, I think, like indie in size, but still indie in endeavor. Where like Supergiant, they're still making what they want to make. Whereas like AAA games, and the reason why like everybody in this podcast has gotten tired of the EA games and the Activision games and like it's because they just make what their fans want. And indie games are like, yo, what if I made a game that's basically Starship Troopers where you can murder your friends on accident and drop ordnance on top of your own head if you're not paying the fuck attention? Like, the amount of time Ryan and I spent playing Helldivers is insane. And, like, they, they yell shit in that game, like, have a nice hot cup of insanity. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit in the world. It's so good. But no, I'm looking. Oh, sorry, it's Liberty. Have a nice cup of Liberty. Liberty, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm looking at this, and then even the games like I just found Child of Light on here, right? Which was a uh, a, a team. That's a Ubisoft in, game inside of yeah. Ubisoft that said, "Hey, can I have like four guys to go make this game?" And that's one of the best mm-hmm. turn-based JRPG, JPR, JPG S. I can't even talk right now. Games that I've played. JRPG. Never mind. Um, <laughs> screw you guys. I'm going home. I'm out of here. I'm sorry. What are you drinking? Bye. <laughs> anyway, um, 
<laughs> what I'm getting at is, is these bigger studios like Ubisoft that are letting people, or Ubisoft, letting people experiment inside of their ranks. I think Ubisoft is one of the more, like, I, I don't think EA and Activision are quite there yet because they've still got too many bean counters in charge. Uh, but Yves uh, Gamont is very much letting his teams experiment and build these things that are becoming, you know, just classics really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think that like some of my fondest memories over the last decade um, has been around some of the emotional stories being told with indie games. Uh, like, I'm a sucker for these massive AAA, like God of War. Like that was an epic series, uh, an epic story that was incredible experience. And the, the, the talent that went into that game was great. They also brought in a lot of the heart and soul that I'm looking for for some of these indie games into a game like that, which yeah. I would argue that fucking God of War was heavily influenced by what's happening in the indie game realm. Like they, yep. they went back and they said, hey, we've made these fucking, you know, Michael Bay-esque, big-ass fucking grandiose games, but we want to get small with this character and can we do it? And they had to change it up. But I absolutely think the storytelling and the narrative that you're seeing, even fucking Spider-Man, like mm -hmm. they were, they didn't make just a game like they did back with Spider-Man on PS2, you know, like where it was mimicking the movie, like, and you're flipping around, like they took a game, they focused in on the emotional characters that was being told. They went into Peter Parker's mind. You're playing as fucking MJ. Like that shit wouldn't have happened on PS2, PS3. Like they went back because of the influence you had on shit from indie games, the storytelling, the heart that people like, and they brought it into these big ass games. So I think that, yeah, we're seeing it now where you're getting this crossover where they're borrowing from each other. Indie games are getting bigger on scale while AAA games are getting smaller in story and they're focusing in a little bit more. And it's a really yeah. weird fucking time. Yeah, it's one of those things where like AAA games, uh, because they alienated us, alienated us so much in the early or I guess late 2000s that we were just like, Ugh, fuck, like I don't feel a connection to any of this shit. And then a bunch of indie games came out that were like, look, like, why don't you feel something for these characters? And everybody's like magnetized to that so quickly that it forced AAA games to be like, oh, we actually have to care about fucking writing. We have to care about putting together a story that people want to pay attention to. Um, and yes, yeah, so we've gotten a lot of really, really good stuff <clears throat> since then. Um, I posed a bunch of questions <laughs> when I started this discussion, and I, I've already forgotten like half of them. I can, um, hey, I'll, I'll tee it up for you, man. How about that? Do Sound it. Good? Let's go for it. Yeah. So Take I think over. that you, you asked an interesting question, and uh, I, I'll go ahead and pose the question. I'll weigh in on it at the same time. So you asked a question around how often do you go indie over AAA? Oh, yeah. And I thought about go. that. Man, you, your memory's and, on, on point right now. Go ahead. Sorry. And uh, No, you're good. And I was just thinking to myself, like, do, I don't really make necessarily conscious efforts anymore. Like I, yeah. I, I used to be like, oh hey, this is an indie album. Like I want to. I'm sorry, I'm talking about music now. I'm talking video games. This is an <laughs> indie game. Like I want to fucking like check it out. And I would do that. But now it's more or less like, hey, that's a story or a gameplay or a style that fucking resonates with me. Like I don't give a fuck who made it. Like that shit's awesome. And so, yeah. like I do make efforts. Like especially with owning, you know, my Nintendo Switch here. Like, I absolutely want to have more fucking indie experiences on that because I think it's a great vessel for it. So on my Switch, I am making very, you know, 
big efforts here to play indie over AAA, I guess. I don't really know if that makes sense there. But it's just a blurred line anymore, man. Like, for me, like, story, story, game is game. Like, whoever made it, like, I will credit them and give them a great fucking time. But I, I try to play those games. I, I browse those games. I follow blogs that cover those games. But I also do that for AAA games. Like, I'm just – I love to game. So that's why I focus on Well, I think it, it goes yeah. back to what we said a couple – and I can't remember what episode it was on, but it was a couple weeks ago where we were talking very much about – um, it is, you know, where it is a time to be a gamer. And it's very much getting to the point where you now have choices in gaming like you do other for mediums of entertainment. If I don't like what I'm seeing on channel 36, I go to channel 37. If I don't like what game I'm playing on this channel, on this Steam, uh, if I don't like what game I'm playing now, I'm going to turn it off because there are options. There are things to play. And I don't give a shit if it is an Avengers-style AAA title all the way yep. down to something that, you know, I pick up and play for five minutes a day on my phone. And I think the publishers like EA, Activision, Ubisoft, like these bigger ones are starting to figure this out. And we got to remember, too, a couple weeks ago, or was it last week or the week before, studios like Bungie are now independent. And the, the, I have mm -hmm. a feeling they are the first in a couple that are going to start saying, hey, guys, now nah, fuck it, we're, we're out of here. We're going to go make our own game. Uh, oh, that that needs to be a topic soon too. Yeah, we gonna, need to just talk about that shit. We're gonna figure um, out. But you know, you're right. You're right. It's one of those things where like, indie has recently shown that it pays off way more than being reined in by a giant publisher. Right. Um, honestly, I can't think of the last big publisher game that like. So Ryan and I were like all about Battlefield for a long time. Yeah, and I still am. And I think he still is, too. But, like, Battlefield 1 and Battlefield uh, 5, the fact, that Same those game. Two, the fact that those two are right next to each other yeah. uh, is so stupid. I hate naming conventions. Just be creative and come up with subtitles. Um, the fact that Battlefield 1 and Battlefield 5 uh, were in the past didn't really stick with Ryan. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to play Call of Duty. Um and so as a result, like we're we're already seeing just between the two of us, um, right? Or just between the three of us, because me, uh, Ryan, and Eric all used to play Battlefield together. Um, we don't play Battlefield together anymore. But Ryan and I play Rocket League on like a three to four times a week at least, if not every fucking day. And like if it's not like the whole day, it's because we're throwing it on at like one in the morning when what we've been playing is boring us and we want to have fun. Um so, like, <clears throat> have you guys noticed, like, a fracturing? I guess, Bobby, you kind of answered this in, in talking about how, like, you don't notice yourself going in and picking um, indie over over AAA. But have you noticed, like, specifically separating yourself from AAAs because, like, you're just, ugh. No, I think it came down to, to like, to make more sense of what I was trying to say earlier, it used to be the quality that you would get from an indie game was unknown. And it was just like, am I going to spend time and money on this? Where, like, I trust, I, I trust, I, sh I should say, like, these developers to deliver something good. Where, like, I don't know who the fuck this person is, but it seems to be getting some buzz. And I see a lot of friends playing this game. And also, like at the time when that shit was coming out, you know, like I was younger, I didn't have as much money. And so like those games are easier to obtain. They didn't cost as much as like the bigger games. So like, that's what I was looking at. But, yeah. um, anyway, um, I, 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 I turn my nose up at certain things happening in the industry right now 
regardless of who the developer is. So like, I don't go out of my way to avoid or I don't go out of my way to go to one, I should say. Yeah, I, gotcha. think, I think also, too, I, the lines are blurring a little bit, right? I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of, you know, we've not, we're now a decade into the in, what, I, what I'll dub the indie game <laughs> movement, right? Um, and people are now starting to understand with the with the way with the stride and I'm not gonna, I'm gonna Sony is kind of there they're letting you know people publish on the Sony store and you can get a lot of the indie games on the store I think Microsoft is doing a much better job of it with the creators program um, you know and the moves that they're and the moves that they're making and how forward thinking they're being uh, especially with Game Pass we talked about that a couple weeks ago but with uh, Steam. You now have Steam, you've got Discord, and you've got the Epic stores are now the three big stores that are curating. Uh, and sorry, I forgot about the Twitch, uh, the Twitch uh, stuff as well. Um, the free games you get on Twitch and things like Humble, Bum- Humble Bundle and stuff like that. I think it's now just becoming the norm to not wait for IGN or Kotaku. And I'm not calling these, pub- these big media outlets out um, for anything like that. Um, but I'm saying like, it used to be 10 years ago oh shit ign just posted an article well now it's like oh i just log into steam today and on the curl on the carousel at the top oh what's this this is cool i'm gonna click on it and that's accessible no matter where we go right um so i think the lines are really starting to blur on the libraries of content on what is triple a and what is independent right because if you think about it (coughs) PUBG, which was the hottest game two years ago was technically an independent game mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely well so like ryan and i used to go line up for shit um and I'm, i know i keep bringing up ryan and i sorry we just have the like longest history we've been playing games together for like 13 years yes. well we uh, actually lived together so, or at one point yeah, so, yeah we mean... lived together at, at one point <laughs> um and like we used to go like line up for for fucking battlefield games like when bad company Two was out. We we were that was already out when we started playing it. But like Battlefield Three, we were like, "Fuck yeah!" Like I was like, "Fuck, dude!" <laughs> the amount of hype that we had for these things, and now with like indie games, and this is part of the conversation that got brought up last week. Ryan is in that in that like the whole hype behind like getting lined up for shit's gone away. That has also empowered indie games to have like the same exposure as AAA games, because in the past. And I had this conversation in Orlando this week with one of the guys on the dev team at the game studio I work at. He fucking hates GameStop. And I was like, why? And he was like, because they fuck over indie developers. And I was like, no, they don't. And then I thought about it. And like, indie games don't release physical because they can't survive used sales. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's why indie games are digital now. And like... I think all of us have like resorted to moving mostly into the digital space. But what that means is that like, if people like us who are playing a ton of games have moved into the digital space, when a game pops up, that's like $3 or $10. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to cop that real quick. Or in the case of December and January where, where like Eric and I, Eric, all, all four of us, fuck all four of us were able to download Ashen, Ryan and I stumbled yeah. through the the start of that game oh, for God. a little I, bit. I I, am, <laughs> fucking, I almost gave up, dude. Fucking it Absolver, uh, Absolver and Ashen gave Ryan a a test of his own like strength of will. <laughs> Both of those games, he was like, "Man, fuck this." Help I'm gonna try them, but I don't know how long I'm gonna play these. <laughs> yeah, and like 
But that's another thing. Like, Ryan, how many games have you played that are AAA that you've never played anything like before? And how many games have you played that are indie that are nothing like you've played before, but you played because they're either on Game Pass or they were cheap? Yeah. Uh, I mean, basically every AAA game that I play is just a prequel to the one before it. So, I mean, everything AAA I play is the exact same thing, just the newer <laughs> version. Yeah. So, but a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the indie games, like Helldivers, I don't think I've ever played a game just like that. Um, you know, Astroneer, I guess I, I guess you can compare that to another indie game, Minecraft. It's just a more futuristic, you know, you're on a planet, you can jump planet to planet. So it's a little bit more, I guess, in, involved than in Minecraft. But I, yeah, I don't, I can't say that I've played an indie game that's exactly like, yeah, another one that I've played before. So like, I'm not gonna buy an indie Battlefield because no. fucking Dice has that game locked down, right? right? But I am gonna play this War of Mine, which is like the game that takes place in the cities that Battlefield maps take place on where people have to live while gunfights are going on outside. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which, y'all, if you haven't played this war of mine, fucking play that game. Yeah, for sure. I think it was a game with Gold or a PS Plus game. One or the other. Yeah, it was a game. Uh, with, it was in Game Pass for a while. I think it might have left recently, though. I mean, so I've downloaded every not... game with Gold game that's come out, so I think I've probably got like 40 or 50 indie games that are just downloaded to my Xbox I've never played. Well, uh, so, so... <laughs> just in case I'm like, I'm bored, I'm going uh, to gonna play this one. Oh, Here's... dude, that's the best. That's the best, though. Yeah, just to have that backlog of shit, you can go... I've never played this, but it looks interesting. And like, there you go. You're all suddenly supporting a studio of like ten guys, who, ten guys and gals, um, probably mostly guys, because fuck. But anyway, you're supporting a small studio of people um, without even thinking about it, because like it's easy and it's there. Yeah, so that's why I love Xbox. Yeah, Sorry, what I was, yeah. What I was getting at is to to Ryan's point is I always make sure to download the games with gold game right because my uh, both of my kids have started to really <laughs> someone forgot to mute their mic i definitely pushed the button are you good? didn't engage are you good all right as long as, as long as we got that out of the way, I, tell you my thoughts. Oh, I was like, "Why did he stop talking? Did he lose train of thought?" And I was like, "Oh wait, um, it's not flashing at me anyway. right now." <laughs> Carry on. Uh, yeah, I actually paused so you could take that out of the <laughs> of the audio. Oh, no, I'm fucking leaving that in the okay. podcast. Even better. Anyway, so like I say, both of my kids are now taking a shine to playing games, right? But they now have this because of this the indie game movement, right? Is they have this amazing catalog of games that they can literally just go to my games and apps because uh, uh, I have a I have a game share. Uh, you know, my wife and I share games together with her Xbox Live account, and then the kids are both tied uh, to hers as children. So they have access to the entire 300 or so games I have in that library. Um, and my daughter has been downloading a couple and, you know, kind of going through some of the, the more indie games, and my son loves them. He just got... Uh, he's obsessed with Ghostbusters right now, and he just found a Ghostbusters like ten dollar kind of Diablo esque game that for some reason only got one star, which is it's actually kind of fun because um, we it's a four player local co op, um, which is super dope. Um, but I think it's that's where the 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 shift is starting to come. Like I was saying a minute ago, is you've got these the younger kids who don't understand. We understand because we grew up in the the age of AAA dominance, right? 
Um, just like I yeah. said with the touch controls, and you know, both of my children killed my heart a little bit when they said controllers are not really natural um, to them. Uh, they don't like them. Oh, got it. Just fucking hate playing games on iPad oh, without a yeah. without a controller. Right here, my left arm just went numb again. Hold on, I'll be back. I'm old, guys. Oh um, shit. Hold anyway, on, that sounds like uh, you're having a stroke. Say your what's your what's your first and last name? Say it. Say it. Steve Brobart. All right, guys. Well, it's been great to have Eric <laughs> on the podcast, but uh, say your farewells. <laughs> anyway, uh, but my point is, is they are they're not they don't understand the difference. All they know is game. Right, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool to watch because they're looking at that game and the only thing they see is the tile. Uh, and like my son wanted to play Banjo Kazooie just because he saw a bear. That's it. That's all he I wanted. I love that game. Download, ban- da- download Banjo Kazooie. I want to play a bear. I want to play a bear. And that's one more time. Um. Oh, what? <laughs> what? No, I've. So- uh, I was sitting here and trying to figure out how to compose myself because the, the sentence, all they know is game, oh, fucking yeah. makes me cringe so hard. But that's true. But it's true. It's true. But just the idea of like, that, sen- that sentence just sucked in my brain. It, it but does. you're right. I, 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 it's a shitty that... sentence. But my point is, is all they know is, all they know is this is a game and I want to play it. I don't give a shit if Cliffy B made it and there's space marines in it that are going to saw people in half. I don't give a shit if Bungie uh, made maybe. it. Um, I don't give a shit if Bungie made it, and it's got Master Chief in it. They don't care if Casey Jones or Casey Hudson's involved. Casey Jones. Casey Hudson's involved with his gorgeous curly hair, uh, writing story. All they ca- care. All they care. That guy's hair is unbelievable. Um, all they care about is. Does it work, and can I can I enjoy myself? They don't care about graphics, and there's a purity to it that I think this group yeah. is. We're getting, you know, we're not as jaded. Uh, we're not as jaded because we keep a little bit more of an open mind. We always have, but there's some really jaded friends that I have um, that are my age that just don't give a shit about indie games. If the graphics aren't there, um, with the Dolby oh, sound and the HD color corrected blood splats, they don't give a shit about the game. They're done with it. Don't care. Yep. Man, I, I just want to, this is going to be real bad um, audio for people listening later, but uh, I just realized that everyone on this podcast but me is wearing a ball cap, and I feel like I missed a memo. I can take mine off. No, it's okay. No, I, Like, you look good in it. The problem I have, the oh, problem I have. Look at that right hair. Is the, fuck you. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> the the problem I have is that I have a really big fucking head, yeah. and adjustable caps don't work, and I can't go to like the the fucking hat sh- store and buy it's a fitted shit. hat because they don't have fitted hats for my giant skull. Uh, no, no, no. So I have a. This is a seven and three eighths. That's the uh, biggest fitted hat that they make. Uh huh. And there's this beautiful thing called uh, called Flex Fit now that fits oh, giant yeah. ass heads. Buddy, like buddy I have hands. to I have to wear a hat that's like I've put on hats that are measured like over eight inches. Yeah, they don't have like a big and tall for heads, and so. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big and tall for heads. This guy's right. This guy's right. Smurf in the chat says, "Stay, stay strong, Caleb. I appreciate it. I try every day." Um, but yeah, as soon as I find a hat, I will join y'all, 
Eric, please put your hat back on. I don't know. So let me ask, was there, Ryan or anybody else, did anybody not get a chance to weigh in on uh, how often do you go indie over AAA? Or are we good there? I go indie whenever I'm bored. Like if I hop on, most of the time when I hop on, my friends aren't playing. I'll I'll take a second, browse my games, and be like, all right, well, I'm not going to play Call of Duty by myself. And I'll see if there's something else. If not, I jump off. You know, I just don't play Xbox anymore. But <laughs> now I've got Farm Simulator, so I play that by myself. But other than that, <laughs> there have been times that I've jumped on to Astroneer. And, like, Caleb showed me Overcooked the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, this game's kind of cool. Yeah, and I'm absolutely. probably going to download that one and put that on my Xbox as well. Just so I have something to play when there's nobody else to play with so i i mean I, that's the only time that i really choose those kind of games over triple a yeah sure <clears throat> yeah awesome. um we get to roll into the next question bobby because I, yeah, I can do take it. It. Take um it. so yeah we, having talked about all this and all the stuff that's out and the stuff that we choose over other things and uh and stuff like that good night wife um all the things good night wife good night wife um let me start that over we've talked about a lot of shit that's already out and that we've played a lot and that like has kind of formed us and we will come back around to like naming our favorites but before we do that i want to um ask like what indie games have you seen that are coming out that you're super pumped for I don't even know if I can answer this question off the top of my head right okay. away. I might have to do a little bit of looking. But I did notice, yeah, Bobby, why don't you bring up yours? Because I did fucking see it in the store, and I got I got instant, like, oh, my God, this could be amazing. Uh, so, yeah, shoot shoot us off, Bobby. Yo, listen up, everybody. Wargroove came out today, and that shit is fucking awesome. Uh, if you remember Advanced Wars from back in the day, this is pretty much a spiritual successor of that game. Uh, if you like Fire Emblem and all those fucking tactical-based, grid-based, chess-fucking-moving, mo- like, awesome sprite-based games. XCOM, you, let's go. You Sorry. need to check out Wargroove. It is 20 bucks. It's in the eShop right now. I don't know what else it's on, but, hey, Switch Life, right? That's the indie darling. So, oh, it's uh, on Xbox it is One. worth it's your on time. Xbox, it's on Xbox, too. Uh, Ch- uh, Chucklefish makes this game, um, if you're familiar with that, th- that studio. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, like, didn't... What else does Chucklefish make? Because I know that name. Funny well, fish. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I fucking Damn hate it. you so much. <laughs> the whole, the uh, whole fucking well, chat fish. went. What? Also, they, <laughs> oh. made, they made Stardew Valley. Yeah, so... Chucklefish made Stardew. Okay. Yeah. Funny Somebody fish. told me about that game too, oh, and I looked into it, and I was like, holy crap, Harvest Moon all over again. Hell yes. Yeah. So... Wargroove, <laughs> fucking awesome. Uh, it came out today, twenty bucks. Yeah, get that, get that shit, everybody. Yeah, I want to. It's like a, it's a four-player co-op, fucking yes. XCOM game, but with like, no, it's more like Fire Emblem than XCOM. Oh, so uh, I've never played Fire Emblem. So. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's really cool. Like, dude, just just play that shit. Play that shit for right. sure. Yeah, it. I, it's like ten bucks or something like that. I wanna, 20. I wanna scoop it up. All right, you twisted my arm. The Xbox is on. Hang on. 
Oh, you're looking at the upcoming. Um, I'm going to share a link in chat real quick. It's the 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 top 20 best upcoming games of 2019. Um, and to to be for real, like all of this shit is very good. So I'll read the list of the top 20 real quick, just to kind of sprint through them so we can all get a thought. Um, <clears throat> um, back to page one. We're ready, set, go. So we have Sable, which fuck, dude. I don't remember. I don't know if you guys remember the trailer for Sable that took place during E3, but it's that game yeah. that looks like a fucking comic book page. Yep. Yeah. But it's an open world adventure game that looks yep. dope. Spelunky yep. two didn't play Spelunky one, but a lot of people fucking love that game. Spelunky um, one's awesome. The Occupation, which looks like a first person playable version of like Papers Please, mm-hmm. about like uh, a terrorist attack during an occupied or in an occupied like London, looks amazing. You play like a journalist that's trying to like investigate what's going on it's amazing anyway war groove which just came out rebel galaxy outlaw no idea what that is um but it's a it's a <clears throat> double damage game uh, and double damage has made some cool stuff i think <sighs> anyway um sea of solitude which was an ea um indie title that got announced at e3 last year where that little girl is seeing is sailing through a flooded city um yeah, fighting yeah. like the dark side of herself that looks dope. On to page two, <clears throat> The Last Night, which is like a 16-bit, beautiful, cyberpunk-looking game. Um, God damn. After Party, which also looks cyberpunk as fuck. Inmost, which looks like a side-scrolling mix between uh, Hollow Knight and Hyperlight Drifter. Ooblets, which is the tra- most charming fucking thing I've ever seen. Um... Untitled Goose Game, which, you know, I don't have no idea what that is, but it looks cool. But that's those, right? Um, yeah. Like, that whole list sounds fucking dope. And that's mm-hmm. just what we know is coming this year. And, like, yeah. So, okay, back to reframe the question. Like, do you guys have one that maybe in that list or outside of that list that you know is coming out this year that you're like, oh, fuck, can't wait. Uh, sea of Solitude uh, is mine. Okay. Um, sea of Solitude, for sure. Yeah, I think that the game looks beautiful. Um, After Party looks dope as shit, too. Um, is that Devolver? Uh, no. Night School. No, okay. That's Night School. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Night School. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The other, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah I think those two uh, are probably my big... Uh, my big two that I will that I will be all over. Dope, uh, Ryan. You got any that you're looking forward to? Oh uh, fuck, Astroneer. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to Astroneer. Actually, the the full rollout of the game just just for the fact that we've been following it for so long, and I've been playing it off and on, but I kind of stopped for the fact that every new update they rolled out, everything that I've done kind of uh, went out the window. But I've been following them on like they've got a a Facebook page, and they're showing a whole bunch of new updates, new new suits, new rovers, everything like that, all and just new base building that you can do in that game. Yeah. And it's I think it's going to be really really good and I put a lot of time into it. It's just I stopped just because I lost everything I put time into and I'm not one of those people that likes to redo everything every single yeah. time. Yeah. And that did I think that deterred most of us that were playing it was that like each new update had an iteration or an iterative problem that was like and so that last save you've had is gone. So or, uh, Ryan and I both made that decision to like, 
you know what? I'm just going to fucking wait <laughs> until yeah. it's closer to finished. Or I'm like sucks, 600 but... miles from home and my rover spawns into space and now I'm standing space. there with nothing. Like, <laughs> and then I die and lose everything I just worked for for four hours. <laughs> but like, that's the, that's the joy and charm of indie that like we would both go through that shit and keep playing. Right? Like, right. I I wouldn't do that if Call of Duty did that. If I was playing Call of Duty and after 40 hours, not 40, after 12 hours all my experience got dumped, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, fuck, fuck you. That. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, but because these games can show up in uh, game preview and just kind of walk in with that, like, hey, by the way, this is maybe going to suck, but, like, we we really love it and we want you to be a part of it. Like, Triple A games don't do that, and on them for that. Uh, Eric, you got you got one you're looking forward to. He went first. Yeah, I was like, uh... oh wait, you did go first. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you know, my brain, Bobby. Other than other than Wargroove, what you're playing right now? Uh, I thought Sable looked really cool, but I am a gigantic sucker for cyberpunk stuff. So, uh, the night of. Is that what it's called, right? That's what the title, isn't it? Uh, yes. No, after, Night Of is the... the Night After. Night After. Uh, yeah, that game looked fucking awesome whenever they, they showed it. Uh, I'm I'm excited to check that game out. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's another one called Tales of the Neon Sea, and I I don't think I've seen this game, but it looks fucking amazing and also cyberpunk. Yo, I'm just going to send everybody a link to the fucking picture uh, of this. Link it up. And it's, it's, oh man, here you go. Boom. Boom. Open that link. It's it's an image. It's an image link. Sorry. Yeah, that's broken as shit. So. (laughs) All that for a fucking image? Jesus Christ. (laughs) What just happened? (laughs) 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 All right. Hang on. Here's a better link. We gotta, Here's a better some, link, guys. we gotta get some bitly. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, so people listening to the podcast, I just shared a link that's literally twelve line twelve rows long on in the chat. Yeah, I think my computer uh, just got a virus. I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you right now, guys, we are offending friend of the show, real dirty smurf, because he does not click on links at all. Ever. Oh well, oh, he's sorry. Missing You're, we're, uh, yeah, sorry. I guess moving on. Hey, um, I'm Caleb's friend, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> friend, he is friend of Caleb. Friend of Caleb. <laughs> friend of Caleb. Dude, that was one of the funniest. Fuck, like the fact that he. Oh fuck, man. man. <laughs> moving on. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> friend of friend of Caleb. Um, no. <laughs> I think one of the things I'm looking forward to most is Sea of Solitude, along with um, Eric. Um, But also Hades, because I understand Hades is out in pre-release and like Steam Greenlight. I forgot. Um, It's Epic Store only. Oh yeah, right. It's in it's in uh, early access on the Epic Store. Um, But like, it eventually will come to PS4, I would imagine, because Supergiant is like in love with PS4's. Indie friendliness, which I hope would mean that they're going to come back to Xbox soon because Xbox has become, I think, a little more indie friendly. Um, but Hades looks dope, and Transistor was fucking amazing. So 
I'm super excited for that. Um, there's probably shit that I haven't. The night after looks dope. There's some uh, for people that are gonna listen to this or who are listening to this now and are like, you're not, you haven't said anything about the night after. The creator of the night after does have some shit attached to yeah, it. Yeah, that's the like reason some, why I'm like super not. I, I, I'm so torn, man. Yeah, like some he said some real bad shit about women and games. Um, some real gatekeep gate gatekeepy shit. Um, so like, yeah, I, I, that game is beautiful and I don't want to shit on everybody else who's a part of it, but like that one dude sucks. Anyway. Wait, which one, the night, which one is that? Is that on this list you shared? Uh, yeah, it's in the, it's on the second page, um, of the list I shared of the like 20 upcoming. Um, and like, it's a super beautiful game. I don't see Um, it. I see the last night. That's what I mean. The last night. That's what we're talking about. Because there's the last night and after party. Let's Uh, see. That's where we're getting fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I'm looking at it like, that's why I look so confused for the last five minutes. I'm like, what game are they? they (laughs) No, the last, the last night, the last night, which is like a cyberpunk ass 16 bit style um, game that looks fucking beautiful, has a little bit of drama attached to it. Um, But, we want to we want to keep you guys from staying up too late tonight because we also want to play games because we don't love you that much. No, I'm just kidding, um, but we do want to play some games. So let's wrap up with our final topic and let's try and make it quick. Um, we're pretty good about listing things relatively quickly. Um, so the last thing we want to bring up are what are your two favorite indie games? Two your top two favorite indie games. And to be clear, maybe this doesn't need to be like in specific order, but like what are the first two you think of? and that you love, and that you play all the time. Eric, I'm going to make you start this time. Oh, you started last time. Ryan, go. Astroneer and Helldivers. <laughs> yep, okay. <laughs> you mm. sighed so heavy. Before nope, I definitely on. didn't have my microphone on, so I was like, oh uh, shit, I got to turn that on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so does yeah. it have to be a game that I still play a lot, or is it just like some of my indie darlings here? Oh no! It can absolutely be a darling. I didn't mean to say okay. that. Like, okay. play a lot. Mean current, just like something you played a ton when it was out. Okay. Uh, Firewatch and Stardew Valley are probably top two for me. I haven't finished Firewatch. Fuck! I need to do that. Yeah, you need. That's only like a four-hour experience, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I have. I just need to sit down and do it. Four hours more than I'm gonna put into. All right, that's fine. <laughs> Yo, can I give a quick nice. shout out though? Like, I'm gonna give a shout out to Golf Story. If you have not played Golf Story, that game's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah, I've heard very good things. I don't have a Nintendo, so. Um, let's go. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Bastion. Uh, I fucking yep. love that game. Uh, everything. Oh, about the narrator. The narrator is yes. so good. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then uh, you know, Ruiner is up there. Uh, I would have to say uh, one game we have not mentioned at all. Um, Caleb is uh, our favorite Tokyo 42. Um, oh, that game was good. So good. Has anybody else in this chat played Tokyo 42? Um, I think we should do a community game night with fucking Tokyo 42 matches. Um, the game was so good, y'all. <laughs> so it's uh, oof. That oh, it's so much fun. Like we literally spent six hours one night just hunting each other and it was just us in the multiplayer. Yeah, so the multiplayer gives you like a big old arena that's isometric and does not let you rotate the angles. Oh, wow. And you have to... Oh, boy. 
That was loud. Um, and you have to like run around in crowds of people and shoot. You play as an, as an assassin and you have to run around in crowds of people and shoot other players, but there's literally nothing that denotes them from a regular civilian. Yeah. It's unless they pull their gun out and aim. Yep. So you can walk right fucking past people and they can be, if they notice you before you notice them, you can just get blown away. And then the crowds fucking scatter. Yep. It's so good. Yep. Oh man. Yeah. That game's dope. Ryan, that game was what we wanted Assassin's Creed's multiplayer to be, but it never became. Yeah. So, so kind of like Brotherhood multiplayer, though. Yeah, like like Brotherhood multiplayer as soon as it came out. Right. Where right. Exactly. Were actually, okay. like sneaking around and trying to be assassins, as opposed right. to the like, I can shoot you and you die, and it's super easy. Um, yeah. Anything else other than that, Eric? No. Um, I have a long list. I said two, and I put together this huge list. Number one, I'm gonna have to say into the into the breach because FTL was a huge hit for me. Um, but into the breach is like, oh, if FTL could get better, it was into the breach, and the fact that that's like a back to back release, not like in time, but like they released FTL and then five years later made into the breach, and like that studio's two games under their belt or. Oh, fucking chef's kiss. Um, number two, I'd have to say Hyperlight Drifter. That game was uh, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to have a main character that exhibited like the the issues that the the developer had, like the developer that one of the guys in charge of the studio that made that game has had uh, what's it called congenital heart failure. If that's the right word. Yeah. Um, And like the character you play as in that game, like several times in the story, just like starts bleeding, passes out and gets saved by a person who you never learn their identity. Um, And like when I, I remember listening to a podcast with the creator and he was like, I had times where I was making this game where like I had to just like stop making it because I had to go to the hospital because I was like about to die. And it was like, fuck, man. Um honorable mentions which i didn't give anybody else but if you want to throw them in real quick you can um celeste needs to be up there for tackling mental illness and um game dev tycoon uh is fucking great uh if we're doing honorable mentions i got just a few more to throw up there for you i will also say uh i mentioned golf story earlier super hot super hot has to be on there and i had celeste on that list as well dope uh, any other honorable mentions before we start to head into the bounties section? Uh, Smurf said Game Dev Tycoon, and I completely forgot about that. Yeah, Game Dev and Tycoon. And I have only played it for like maybe the last few weeks, but I love that game to did death. I, what did I just say as a... Did I, I did say Game Dev Tycoon, right? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. What was the last thing I said for an honorable mention? Did you? Did he say it? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I, I, mean, I was okay. making sure, well, I was making sure that I'm not full Smurfs. of shit. It's just the two people that I was talking to in check, this podcast weren't paying attention tape. to me. Check the tape. Um, if I had to do honorable mentions, Hotline Miami, Hotline Miami 2, um, Child of Light is up there, uh, and then Super Time Force Ultra. Like I got oh, real time deep Force into so the game, good. and it was – holy shit, that game was so much fun and so time challenging. Uh, it was a Game Pass game. It was yep. a game with gold games. So if you have a game with gold now, you can still get it. Yep. Dope. All right. Well, 
that's going to wrap up our main topic um, and most of the episode. As you guys know, at the end of the episode, we always jump into bounties, which is what we are watching, reading, listening to, or playing, and we want to share with you guys. So I'll start it off since I made everybody else start things off this week. Um, <clears throat> I've been playing a ton of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and actually kind of having fun. I remember one of the first things I said to Bobby when we were playing the game is that, and I've mentioned this before, but that it, it's a good game. It's not a good Assassin's Creed now, one of the things that pissed me off the most initially was fighting one of the big legendary animals because I was like, how the fuck does this have anything to do with Assassin's Creed? In the last two days, I have killed every single legendary animal in that game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> now I'm running oh, around yeah. wearing like a whole set of legendary gear that makes my hunter score like doubled, which means all of my bow attacks do. Cr- I, I can essentially snipe every. I'm. I'm. Hawkeye is what I'm trying to say. I'm just Fair. Clint. I'm just Clint Barnes walking around sniping people, and it's great. Um, reading. I started a Halo book called Silent Storm. That's about Master Chief. Um, it's very good. Uh, the opening of the book is oh, it's it's super good. Um, and listening. I'm not listening to anything new. Yeah, I'm not listening to anything new. Um, and watching. Nope, that's it. Um, anybody else want to? Who wants to go next? I'll go. Uh, so I'm playing more Groove as I've mentioned a few times tonight. It's really good. Check it out. Um, it came out today. I'm listening to. Uh, well, there's only one song off of it so far, but the band Foles put out. Uh, they announced a new double LP. Part one comes out in March, and it's called "Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost," which is very relevant to our show. Um, but the song that they released is called Exits, and it's very good. Um, so you should check that out. Reading, I've been slowly trying to get through Annihilation because I really loved that movie that came out last year, so I wanted to read the book after watching the movie. And uh, I am going to continue watching uh, True Detective Season 3 because that show is fucking awesome, and uh, I am really happy with where they're at with it. That's it. Dope. Uh, Ryan, what have you been up to? Uh, I'm not really going to talk about games, but I'm, I've am i been streaming a lot more. In the beginning of 2019, I didn't really, uh, didn't really jump into streaming right off the bat, but I've been doing it a lot more um, probably at least four times a week. My schedule is, I think, at least four or five days a week, but I've been doing it four days a week, and I've been feeling really good. And but I've had a really, really, really good time the other night when I had 33 viewers, the highest that I've ever had uh, on stream. Unfortunately, and oddly enough, it was on Farm Simulator. Um, but it was probably one of the the best experiences I've had streaming. I had I streamed for eight hours and had people consistently talking for six of those eight hours. Um, I got That's the awesome. most follower goals or most followers that I've had. You know, everybody was really cool. You know, chats talking on their own, chats talking to me. You know, everybody was having a good time. And, you know, I'm really, really close to getting to my first 100 followers, too. Um, so I'm, I think I'm, I think I told Eric Miller, I'm at 97 of 100 right now. So I'm really, really excited to, to finally get that 100 under my belt after, you know, the, the few months of uh of streaming so it's it's a really good feeling and i'm pushing for this weekend to see if i can hit 100 so 
Do it. Congrats, man. Do it, fam. Do I appreciate it. it. Hey, Zero Nico just said that they added you on Xbox finally. So, I, ladies and gentlemen, we could shut it all down now. Neko and I are Xbox friends. I'm good. Oh. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go. All right. Well, uh, for the second time this episode, say goodbye to Eric. Go ahead, Eric. Say your last uh, words. Let's see. So, uh, not we finished. Uh, Melissa and I started watching. Uh, Melissa, being the wife, uh, started watching uh, Sex Education on. Oh, is that uh, so good? Netflix. It's hysterical. Like so. I didn't. I didn't. I went into it maybe with uh, low expectations, um, but it is turned out to be like a really. Uh, heartwarming, kind of funny, uh, just take on high school life and you know, uh, raging hormones and everything else. It's uh, it's it's super good. Awesome. Um, I, I, Is it raunchy? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm ch- uh, trying to find new shows and I, I base it off your guys's bounties every week, but you know, yeah, I got to make it make it wife friendly also because she's not about that life. It's uh yeah it's the the play between uh, I can't remember the main actor's name the kid from uh, Asa Butterfeld the kid who played Ender in Ender's yep, Game there you go yeah the kid who played Ender um and then his best friend uh, named consequently named Eric um who is a, a gay black guy um in the show the way that they just play together is just amazing um they have such a good chemistry um and then you know he's you know, go, it's, it's, I just, you guys got to go watch it. It's, it's so good. Um, and then Jillian Anderson is just awesome. I don't like her with like silver hair like she's got, but she's just uh, yeah. great. Um, and then uh, I started playing Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition this week. Um, probably my favorite of the Tales series. Uh, and then, yeah, that's about it. Maybe diving into some Anthem tonight. Uh, don't know what we're, uh, what we're getting into. I'm really pissed. I have to re download that demo. Fuck, man. Well, that's what you got that 400 megabyte download for. I mean, it'll be all right. Yeah, it should actually be pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that won't be too bad. It'd be nice if Xbox has stored like recent files and like a recently deleted thing that was just like a compressed trash can so that you could reinstall things you deleted recently. Um, but they don't. So I'm literally just shouting into the <laughs> void. Maybe. Yep. What? <laughs> Smurf. Smurf is bringing up old wounds from last weekend. Smurf, you can join me on Farm Simulator. I mean, yeah. he needs help getting the soybeans. The, the beans are going <laughs> to hey, grow themselves. Hey, we moved the sunflowers this week, you dick. Okay. Ooh, yeesh. Coming in hot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for what it's worth, anybody that listens to the podcast and maybe misses it every once in a while, every misses the segment when we say it, um, we will be doing like group streams and like play sessions and when we do that we're gonna go party lock so if you were trying to get into a group and we were playing and we didn't let you um it's not because we don't like you it's because we don't trust you yeah. to not derail we're not, us we're not mad we're disappointed <laughs> no, no no i think yeah, yeah, yeah i think let's we're gonna start there's gonna be some you know we're gonna get uh all that set up we're getting going you know the discord there's branding bobby's working on some logos and things like that they all they are all very 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 good oh uh if they're if, so far yeah they're so and sexy I think there's gonna start being a lot more format i don't want to say formality but you know some good uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna get professionalism better. professionalism we're never gonna um, be there no, we're yeah, not. Never. Um, I do want to say because it was brought up in this episode, two things, real quick, two quick announcements before we head out. 
Um, oops, three quick announcements before we head out. We forgot to mention that fucking Metro pulled its game from Steam and is doing fucking Epic, the mm-hmm. Epic Store exclusively, and that's huge. Um, we'll bring that up later. Again, we'll go into more depth. Um, number two, uh, next week we're going to do a segment with Smurf called Smurf Facts uh, <laughs> because he's fact-checked us, and I thought it would be funny to suggest we do a Smurf Facts, and he thought it would be hilarious. So Smurf Facts is coming next week. Smurf, you've got a week to find something funny. Ooh, funny is a hard, hard requirement, but I might stick it to you. you you're going to have to find a hey. fact that's a fact that's funny um, for us to read on air. Um, so that's happening next week. Smurf Facts with Dirty Smurf. Uh, and number three, I have forgotten because my brain is full of holes. <laughs> Fuck. What was... Oh, number three. We we absolutely will, when Anthem comes out, um, have our javelins at one point. Maybe not the first one, but maybe, the, maybe we should do the first javelins um, with the Nerdy Bits uh, color scheme. Um, with the bounty board color scheme, and then after that first stream, I think we are going to send that color scheme to you guys, so we can run into people flying around with the bounty board colors. Um, but yeah, that's gonna do it for the show, guys. Well, it oh, wasn't yeah. as it wasn't nearly as cracked up as last week, but that's okay because <laughs> if it was, I literally would not be able to keep my sanity. Um, Fucking who Smurf, thank you for remembering who Ryan was this time because god, that was weird. Friend of Caleb, we all know friend him. of Caleb. That's the <laughs> new gamer tag, new stream name. Yep, friend of, friend of like, love. who the fuck is Caleb? Friend of love, <laughs> friend of love. <laughs> we're, we're gonna get out of here real quick, and then you started talking about uh, friend of love, <laughs> new gamer tag, change it Dude. tonight. Can you imagine a party, a party jumping in, two people, and you see Love Wub and Friend of Love, <laughs> Friend of Love, <laughs> uh, and then my, and then Ben needs to change his gamer tag to Uncle of Love. I like it. Ha! Oh. <laughs> Fuck you, Ryan. Oh no! Let's not get into that. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, where can, where can they find us? Where can we yeah, find real us? quick to wrap up. Um, you can listen to this podcast when it gets uploaded every Monday the week after um, we record. So that'll be this upcoming Monday, February 4th. Um, I normally upload between 10 and noon um, just because, you know, the last week's been a little tricky with travel. Um, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can go to nerdybits.com slash listen. If you want to watch any of the streams, oh, you can go to I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? Nobody recognized Smurfs. Comment. Ryan will be friend of Lub and Smurf will be friend of Wub. And together <laughs> they will be friend of Lub Wub. I, I just chalked I, I keep thinking about that uh, fucking song from the 90s by the rentals, Friends of P. Yeah. Like I'm just hearing Friends of P, but like Friends of Wub done in that. Like that's all I'm hearing right now. And I can't get it out of my fucking head. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it just I read it and it just clicked and I was like, oh shit, there it is. Perfect. Oh, man. Uh, all right, anyway, go. Uh, anyway, yeah. So if you want 
I want this. I want this fan club to start right now. Um, so yeah, if you want to listen to the podcast, you can head to nerdybits.com slash listen. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher and many other podcatcher apps. If you want to watch the streams of Eric Glass or Sergeant Sodium, you can head to nerdybits.com slash watch. It's got their schedules posted there. And then if you want to read anything that I write, I know I'm full of myself and I even write down my thoughts. You can head to nerdybits.com slash read. You can find me on Twitter and Xbox at LubWub. Eric, where can people find you? Uh, hybrid Glass, everywhere. You, Ryan, you found Sarge. It. Sergeant Sodium on Twitch and Twitter. And Bobby, where can people find your dulcet, dulcet tones? Uh, Lumberjack Smack is... I'm trying to get it on everything else right now, but there's some little kid that's got it, so I'm having some words with him. <laughs> and fuck little kids. <laughs> that sounded really bad. Wait, yeah, let's okay, and well, we're out. Uh, Good show, guys. Yeah. And thanks for hanging out. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> thanks so much for listening, guys. We will be there. We'll be here next week to talk about some more shit. Have a good week.